Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy, and today's video bring you guys my top-tier wide receiver rankings for fantasy football in 2020. Now, I'm doing these by tiers so that I can talk more in-depth on each player instead of just doing, like, oh, the top 25 wide receiver rankings in one video and only talking about each player for about, like, two minutes. So hopefully you guys do enjoy this. I did the same thing with running backs for the last two weeks, so if you guys want to check that out, the running back rankings are done, running backs 1 through 20. So before we get into the video, I'd like to ask if you guys could click that subscribe button if at any point you end up enjoying. It's free, and I produce content every single day. We're going to up to multiple times every single day coming up in just a bit, so I'd really appreciate that, and I'm going to help you guys win your fantasy football championship. So let's get into the video, though. Top-tier wide receiver rankings for fantasy football in 2020. Coming in at number one with no surprise is wide receiver Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints FFPC ADP number 5.35. What FFPC is, if you're new here, is one of those type of leagues where you play in high stakes type of leagues, so a hundred plus dollar entry fee. He's going as pretty much the fifth player overall coming off the board in like every single draft. He goes between slots four and six after the big three running backs of Zeke, Saquon, and CMC come off the board. Typically, then you will see a guy like Michael Thomas get picked. And now with the concerns of Dalvin Cook maybe holding out, he may even move up higher. Maybe could be the third or fourth pick in, a, or the fourth pick in a lot of leagues now that Zeke's got that Rona. So right now, Michael Thomas, six foot three, two hundred and twelve pounds. This guy's been in the league for a bunch of years, last since 2016, and he's just been absolutely eviscerating defenses since then, especially last year. Wide receiver number one in fantasy football out of New Orleans. 23.4 PPR points per game. Number one at wide receiver, 16 total games played, 186 targets, 11.6 per game. Number one at wide receiver, 149 receptions, 9.3 per game. Number one at wide receiver, 1,725 receiving yards, 107.8 per game. Number one at wide receiver, nine total touchdowns, third amongst wide receivers, and 20 red zone receptions, number one amongst wide receivers. So last year, this guy was number one amongst all categories aside from total touchdowns. Now, I know you might be reading, holy shit, he had 186 targets, which was a record. How is he going to replicate, or the receptions was a record? How do you fucking replicate that from a year-to-year basis? It's easy. What happens is the New Orleans Saints offense, Sean Payton bases it on one thing. It's Drew Brees dropping back a little bit and either throwing the ball to Michael Thomas or throwing the ball to Alvin Kamara. That's the only system that is in play there. They bring in Emmanuel Sanders, which I actually believe will end up helping Michael Thomas because now there's another wide receiver out there besides Ted Ginn to actually help Mr. Michael Thomas because you actually have to be worried about Emmanuel Sanders. Now, I understand Emmanuel Sanders is no longer in his prime. He's no longer, you're not thinking, holy shit, Emmanuel Sanders is going to absolutely dust me. But you might be thinking, hey, there's another guy out there besides Michael Thomas. But the goal of the offense is to give the the ball to Michael Thomas and get it into his sweet, sweet hands so he can catch the ball probably 150 times again in 2020. Michael Thomas is by far and away the wide receiver one to me. Now, the number two guy is close, but I think if you have anyone above Michael Thomas, you're kind of just lying to yourself. I understand that on a year-by-year basis, you'll never really see the same wide receiver, same running back hit in back-to-back years, but if there was an exception, it'd probably be this year with CMC and Michael Thomas. These guys are absolute beasts at their position, and Michael Thomas is a beast not because he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. I would argue that he actually isn't. I I think Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, guys like that are just overall more talented than Michael Thomas. But at the end of the day, if you're throwing the ball 12 times to Michael Thomas' game, 11.6 targets per game, you throw it to him maybe just 10 times, and the guy's going to eat. And he did it with Teddy Bridgewater, and he did it with Mr. Drew Brees. So I don't even think it matters who the quarterback is 
for the New Orleans Saints as long as right now we'll see it is obviously going to be Drew Brees unless he ends up getting hurt I think this New Orleans Saints team is looking to get that one last ride obviously Drew Brees is back for one more year after it seemed like he wanted to retire now Michael Thomas is probably one of the biggest douchebags on Twitter the guy has the Twitter fingers that Drake talks about in his diss track against diss track against Meek Mill anyone says something about fucking Michael Thomas and the guy's a roar he's typing fuck you motherfucker and he just gets all pissed off in the comments I'm the best wide receiver ever blah 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 I'd be the best best wide receiver ever too if I was getting fucking 11 targets a goddamn game now obviously this is an interesting stat here only missed one actually not he hasn't missed a single game he's just missed one fucking game since 2016 that dates back four seasons four seasons of being very healthy so there's no health concerns when it comes to Michael Thomas and like I said he's the NFL season reception leader in 2019 with 149 receptions and something also very interesting to note is I talked about how he did good with Drew Brees and without Drew Brees if you note, it's pretty much identical numbers except for the reception number was higher with Drew Brees so in split if you're watching this on YouTube is with Drew Brees out of split is without Drew Brees or you be listening to this on podcast as well if you're listening to this on a podcast i'd appreciate a review down below since i noticed a lot of people are now watching so in split 11 games with drew Brees, 18.73 half ppr points per game 23.59 ppr points per game 9.73 receptions 0.55 total touchdowns per game receiving targets 12.18 and receiving yards 106.73 now out of split is obviously five games with Teddy Roosevelt Teddy Bridgewater being the quarterback after Drew Brees got hurt 18.82 half PPR points per game 23.02 PPR points per game so his point total was less in both categories receiving 8.4 receptions per game lower 0.6 touchdowns note the touchdowns would have been higher but it was only off by 0.05 so not too much of a difference his receiving targets 10.4 per game lower and his receiving yards were actually higher at 110 Point two. So don't be worried about if Drew Brees was to go down because Jameis Winston, who's the backup, will probably do exactly the same as Teddy Bridgewater did, if not better, because fucking Jameis will throw for a zillion yards, but he'll throw like 20 picks. But that doesn't matter because it doesn't hurt Michael Thomas if he throws a pick. They are going to force feed Michael Thomas the ball again in 2020. So let me know what you guys think about Michael Thomas. Let me know your guys' top tier of wide receivers. I'm going to go through all four guys, but I actually want to talk about the fourth guy, later because I actually am not sure if he's still a top tier guy kind of weigh that differently every single time I look at it so we will discuss that at the end of the video and if we look at his points this guy was just safe as it could fucking get 22 points 18 points 16 18 41 16 22 27 28 you can just pause the video and look at it this guy's above 10 points every game he's near 20 points every single game and the guy will have those games where he goes off he's a game breaker scored 30 points multiple times towards the end of the year in weeks 14 15 16 your fantasy football championship or your playoff games he finished 30 30 and 31 points so the guy was a goddamn beast all year long it didn't matter who they put against him even against AJ Bouye he's putting up points against Patrick Peterson he's putting up points against Against all these talented wide or cornerbacks, he's able to do it against James Badbury. Obviously, Week 17, he didn't do too much because it was Week 17, and they didn't really need him to play. But I just think Michael Thomas will be a great wide receiver for fantasy football or all year long. So coming in here at number two, we have Devontae Adams, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, please click that subscribe button. FFPC ADP 12.69. So he's typically the second wide receiver off the board, but he's more of a, once Michael Thomas gets picked, then there's going to be a low of running backs. And then he goes typically towards the back half of the first round or into the second round. Devontae Adams is 6'1", 212. Pounds. Now, obviously, last year he ended up getting hurt. He had that turf toe type of injury that we see guys like AJ Green get. Shout out to AJ Green, who will probably play like five games this season. 
Wide receiver number 22 last year, 17.6 PPR points per game, sixth at wide receiver. So he was a top 10 wide receiver. If he probably played all 16 games, he probably could have even finished inside of the top five. 127 targets, 10.6 per game, 14th in the NFL, which obviously would have been way higher had he played a full 16-game slate. 83 receptions, 6.9 per game, nice. 12th at wide receiver the wide receiver position at the wide receiver position five total touchdowns 34th amongst wide receivers and 16 red zone receptions number three amongst wide receivers so what happened to Devontae Adams last year obviously he is one of those guys that's typically thought of as a top five wide receiver for fantasy football last year I had him as my number one wide receiver and he probably wouldn't have gotten that because Michael Thomas was going so hard but he could have ended up being close to him he still had 127 targets in just 13 games this Green Bay offense is centered around two things. It is throwing the ball to Devontae Adams and running the ball down the opponent's throat. If they don't run it, they're throwing it to Devontae Adams. There's no one around Devontae Adams that should remotely concern you. Right now, in the NFL draft this season, they decided to draft Jordan Love and A.J. fucking Dillon instead of attacking the wide receiver position. Every Green Bay Packers fan was saying, oh my god, please draft Jalen Riker. Oh my god, please draft LaVishka Chenault. Oh my god, please draft CeeDee Lamb. Please draft who? Blah, 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 blah. Draft all these wide receivers, and you know what the Packers gave you? A nice cock straight up your goddamn ass a packer one of those packer cheese head fucking helmets straight up your goddamn ass that's what they did to you they fucked you raw and they fucked you hard Devontae Adams needed a partner in crime he's the only fucker out there which makes him even better for fantasy football he is going to be getting targets up the a-hole I think he is the only person who could even be spoken of as highly as a guy like Michael Thomas because he could truly do it before 2019 he has scored 10 touchdowns Three seasons in a row. He only had five last year. I assume it looks back to that. Aaron Rodgers was fucking pissed off because they drafted Jordan Love. So I think they try to pass it a bit more this year, strictly off of his play calls. Now, the number three guy here, because Devontae Adams, there's not too much to break down there. We got Julio Jones, six foot three, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver, 19.19 FFPC, ADP 220 pounds. His workout metrics will make you absolutely blow a load if you're Dirk Cutter, offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. 439 speed, 95th percentile, 98th percentile speed score, 94th percentile burst score, 85th percentile agility score, and 98th percentile catch radius. Julio Jones last season finished as wide receiver number three. This guy's been the top five wide receiver as long as I've been fucking alive. It seems like 18.3 PPR points per game, third at wide receiver, just 15 games, 156 targets, 10.4 per game, second at wide receiver, 99 total receptions, 6.6 per game, fifth at wide receiver, 1,394 receiving yards, 92.9 per game, second at wide receiver, six total touchdowns, 20th amongst wide receivers. Julio Jones is trying to sniff 10 touchdowns like he's fucking Tony Montana doing a huge ass line. But he just can't fucking do it. He can't. He will never hit 10 touchdowns for some reason in the end zone. Matt Ryan just throws it like 30 feet above him or he just somehow drops it. This guy's never going to be a touchdown guy. But what he is is a huge yards guy. This guy is going to be balling out for 1,200 plus yards for the next four probably years. I understand that he's getting up there in age. But he's still going to be a baller in the league for a long time. And I think he is a baller this season in Atlanta. 12 red zone receptions last season. Seventh amongst wide receivers. So the red zone, he could get the ball thrown to him 50 times. The red zone, he'd still only come down with six fucking touchdowns now Julio Jones split something to note here is with Mohamed Sanu versus without with Mohamed Sanu in the game he had seven games with Mohamed Sanu versus eight without because obviously he had that one injured game 14.3 points per game and half PPR 17.16 PPR points per game when Mohamed Sanu is in the game 5.71 receptions 0.57 total touchdown or uh, touchdowns per game his target total was 8.86 per game and 80 receiving yards per game 
Now, without Mohamed Sanu playing in the games, 15.56 half PPR points, which is more without Mohamed Sanu, 19.25 PPR points per game, more without Sanu, 7.38 receptions, more without Sanu. His touchdown total was lower, 0.25 per game. He just wasn't finding the end zone deeper into the season, 11.75 targets. So that's almost three more targets with out Mohamed Sanu and 104 total receiving yards per game. So he's going up 20 plus receiving yards per game. He's going up a bunch of targets. So this is going to look better. Mohamed Sanu obviously got his ass shipped off to New England. And there's really no worry. The team is pretty much the exact same as it was in 2019. What they do is they take Austin Hooper. They say, get the hell out of here. And they putting in Hayden Hurts, pretty much like the same fucking thing at tight end. They have a running back who's injury prone. Same thing as the pass with Devontae Freeman. It's going to be the same shit. They were the most pass-heavy offense last year. They were slinging the rock at every given occasion. And there's this thing that I always talk about in my videos. It's the Matt Ryan year split. This motherfucker, one year, he's, he's good. The next year, he's hot. Then he's good, then he's hot. Then he's good, then he's hot. Last year, we saw good Matt Ryan. This year, we're going to see dangerous Matt Ryan, kind of feeling dangerous like Baker Mayfield. He's going to be on fire. Julio Jones tears it up yet again. This guy's old as hell. He's always questionable in your fantasy lineup. You better believe that shit. You play Julio Jones, Julio Jones fucking breaks his back from carrying the goddamn team or something, and then he's just questionable all week, and then he just ends up playing. He only missed one game last year. I'm not too concerned about injury. I love Julio Jones for 2020. Coming in at number four, the final wide receiver, of the top tier, we got Tyreek Hill, wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs, FFPC, ADP 16.65, which I want to note, he's actually lower than Julio Jones in some drafts. You kind of see these guys mixed and match. You typically see Michael Thomas coming off as the number one wide receiver. The number two guy is always Devontae Adams. Those two are the one-two punch. And then you might see Tyreek come third, or you might see someone else. But normally now, Julio Jones has been the three guy, and Tyreek Hill is the four guy. Tyreek Hill, five foot ten for the Kansas City Chiefs, 185 pounds, 98th percentile, 40 yard dash. He should be 100 percentile. This guy burns people down the goddamn field, just like Sammy Watkins burnt Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl, 69th percentile speed score. Very nice. 94th percentile burst score, 98th percentile agility score, 94th percentile catch radius. He can do it all. Wide receiver number 30 in 2019, just playing 12 games, 15.7 PPR points per game, 11th at wide receiver, 88 total targets, 7.3 per game, 43rd, 48 receptions, 4.8 per game. Target total is actually much higher than you would actually think it would be because he's one of those guys you think of, oh, he's a burner guy. He is, but he's still going to be catching the ball a decent amount during the game, even though they have a lot of nice options around him. They have like the fastest offense I've ever seen in my life, and they had CEH, another dangerous piece to this offense in the NFL draft 48 receptions 4.8 per game 36 at running back wide receiver I should say 860 receiving yards 71.7 per game 31st at wide receiver 7 total tutties 13th amongst wide receivers and 4 red zone receptions 60th amongst wide receiver now while his catch radius is good he's not one of these guys where when they're in the red zone the ball is either going to go to CEH this year or it's going to go to fucking Travis Kelsey you better believe that he's not going to be scoring very many touchdowns from inside the red zone now last year this guy is as volatile as it gets I understand that he has these boom games, but his volatility isn't actually as bad as you would think it is, but he is kind of volatile. Four points, 25 points, 16, 14, 26, 33, then zero. He puts up a fat up goose egg against Michael Davis, and then he goes for 10, 13, 23, 12, and 10. So he is kind of volatile, but he does have those game breaker type of games. He adds something to your team that not many players could do. Legitimately, this guy could score 40 points and win you a game. He could fucking score you 
45 points winning the game. This guy is the biggest game breaker in fantasy football besides Christian McCaffrey. He will single-handedly put the team on his back. Darren Sharper, hold my dick, jump straight into the end zone, score you like three touchdowns. He's that good. The Kansas City Chiefs are amazing. There are a lot of options there, but Tyreek Hill is one of the best options for him. So I think Tyreek Hill is my fourth guy, but my top tier thoughts on him are kind of concerning because I don't know if I really want him in that top tier. Let me know if you'd consider Tyreek in your top tier. Right now, he is, though. So, looking at some other interesting stats here, Pat Mahomes played 10 games with him versus two without, and what's funny is, if you're looking at the screen, he's actually better without Pat Mahomes when Mr. Matt Moore was playing in the game. 12.47 PPR points with Pat Mahomes versus 17.3 without, but you could note that these were definitely better matchups for Tyreek Hill. 14.77 PPR points versus 20.3. He was getting a lot more receptions with Matt Moore. Six receptions versus 4.6.5 touchdowns versus 0.6, so he's better touchdown rate with Pat Mahomes, obviously. 8.5 targets versus 7.1, and 108 receiving yards versus 64.4, so he's playing better with Matt Moore, but that doesn't fucking concern me at all. Pat Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm sorry to all you Lamar truthers. No, Pat Mahomes is better. He single-handedly beat the goddamn 49ers into submission. I love Pat Mahomes. Tyreek Hill is great, though, and looking at the final stats here, we're going to be talking about sports injury predictor because you might actually think that Tyreek Hill might be injury-prone because he kind of misses games. He does this, does that, but sports injury predictor has him slated as a low risk of injury, so there's no real concern when drafting Tyreek Hill of injury is predicted game missed for 2020 is 0.01 and his chance of injury per game is 2.9 so extremely low I think we see a great season out of Tyreek Hill yet again if he can just stay healthy for 16 games this guy could truly show us how elite he is I think Tyreek Hill is going to be great but he's kind of pivoting in and out of my top tier at wide receivers and I'll talk about that yet again in the next tier video if I've moved him up or moving them down by that time so i love each and every single one of you guys make sure to have a great rest of your day and i if you ended up enjoying at any point please click that subscribe button i love you all and i will see you motherfuckers back again tomorrow with yet another video goodbye guys i love you all as always have a great day